Welcome to Mindless Dribble with Scott and Sarah. This is our first Halloween show. So why don't you come up to the lab and see what's on the slab? I want to build a man with blonde hair and a tan. Can we do that? Michael Rainey was ill the day the earth stood still. But he told us where we stand. And Flash Gordon was there in silver underwear. Claude Rains was the invisible man. Then something went wrong for Fay Ray and King Kong. They got caught in a cellular jam. Then at a deadly pace, it came from outer space. And this is how the message ran. And then the farmer said, dude, he's not an eggplant, he's retarded. <laughs> oh, we're keeping that out. <laughs> Insert scary music here. We have to start out with the old Disney oh. Halloween scary sounds. No, and it's supposed oh. to say, let there be lips, because it's Rocky Horror's anniversary. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. All right. It's astounding. Time is fleeting. Madness takes its toll. <laughs> But listen closely. Hi, look, it's Mindless Dribble with Scott and Sarah. Welcome. Yeah, there you go. And this is going to be our, this should be our official third episode. We've uh, done a whole lot since then. Those were all the, those are the many in-between, you know, we had the 1.5. The Walking Dead was, things. And yeah. yeah, the Fear of the Walking Dead. And we're actually sitting here about to get ready to watch the brand spanking new season of The Walking Dead. We're awaiting the, uh. 90 minute first episode to, to hit the uh, airwaves or the airwaves we watched on anyway. Arg. Uh, but yeah, Mindless Trouble with Scott and Sarah, the Halloween show. I'm not sure what's going to be Halloween y about this, but okay. I don't either. Uh, <laughs> but you know. It's... Remember those masks with the little plastic rubber, with the rubber bands and the plastic stuff that would yeah, cut yeah, your lips? Yeah, we'll get there, yeah. <laughs> you know, we're, we're, you know, she's a little younger than me at 29 or something, whatever it was last time we checked. <laughs> Whatever I want it to be in my sick, you know, get a younger woman fantasy, I guess. Um, I am younger than you. Yes, you are. Yes, you absolutely are. One of the few younger women I've ever been with, actually. It's only by a little while. But uh, that's... I'm $29.95 plus shipping and handling. Right, right. And uh, so, so we still have some, like, similar... Halloween stuff that happened to us, I think. And the masks were a big one. Those things were... And were probably definitely toxic. You know? Because they smelled toxic. And they if smelled you were, like And if you were death. unfortunate enough to be a kid with glasses, every time you breathed, <laughs> oh, yeah, I can't even imagine. fog machine inside, yeah, and you couldn't uh, see no, what you were that, doing. You, that wouldn't Walk into a tree. <laughs> no, because you could fog them anyway, even without glasses on. You know, I swear. Just even fog though, up your eyeballs? It was just like... You know, gag the yourself worst one, with your own the breath. The worst. I had one that was Cinderella, and then I, the next year, here we go. I was I was Wonder Woman, yeah, and yeah, yeah. and the the little the little lip the hole where you were supposed to be able to through it. Yeah, cut my lip. I still have. Yeah, a scar. those things were nasty. I, it doesn't surprise <laughs> me. Um, that was, uh, little kids walking into trees, and that rubber the, band would pull yeah. your hair. It was. You horrible. can tell we came from the wealthy families. We owned the high end Halloween costumes. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, those were those were nasty. They, they living in this part of New York State, you had to design the Halloween costume to go over the snowsuit. Yeah, pretty much. Or else you get the child all dressed up yeah. and then you put the coat on over it. Not so much not anymore, fun. but I remember Halloween's with snow. It, it definitely happened up there. I had my my guys were were little at the time, and we started out. It was it wasn't that bad, but it started to snow about halfway through our route, mm-hmm. and um, <clears throat> we stopped in at a friend of ours that sat and it was in town, and waited for you know seven o'clock time to take the kids out. And um, we went to cross from one side of the street to the other and had to go up over a snowbank. And I took my smaller child, who was a toddler at the time, and I picked him up over. And my four-year-old was like, I can do it myself. Mm. So I turned around because I heard this, and all I saw was a Bugs Bunny mask on top of the snowbank (laughs) because he had fallen through. (laughs) Must have taken a wrong turn at Albuquerque. <laughs> yes, I told him he should not have taken the left turn at Albuquerque as I pulled him out of the snowbank. Um, yeah. See, that's where the the power of candy compels you. You know, that's, uh, <laughs> who would even dream of you know going out in snow to go trick or treating? You know, in any civilized brain. But kids, man, we so we didn't care. We needed that candy. You you either roast to death get rained on or get snowed on yeah and the last year that i went out with princess toadstool um we decided that we had we had gone out we were witches and you know pointy hat and whatever and got rained on it was cold and it was miserable so the next year i decided that i was going to be smart we were at least going to be waterproof Mm -hmm. and she and i got big clear garbage bags and those little balloons that you use for water balloons yeah and blew up a million of them by the way that's when we discovered that my dog has balloon fear because everyone we blew up if it would pop the dog would kayak and run and hide what an excellent day for an exorcism so the big clear garbage bag filled up with the little water balloons blown up and the big label that said Jelly Belly pointed on the top. Nice. We were waterproof. We were plastic bags full of balloons. That's very cool. It was the one Halloween when it was 70 <laughs> degrees. <laughs> Miserable. Well, that, that's what it was. I mean, and those, those... But the year before it snowed. I, I got to give props to those shitty uh, costumes, though. They had a good variety. I mean, you could be... I used. I had a Planet of the Apes one. You know, I probably had some Star Trek ones, old Batman a couple super other superheroes they had a wide variety they definitely you know knew the audience they were playing to um but they were just so kind of lame and and as you were saying the weather in the area we're from it's like you have to bundle up so much it's like anything but the mask is almost irrelevant because yeah, you're just pretty much well there's batman in a, in a winter jacket how are you doing batman well, you, in a what you do is you design the costume to go over the snowsuit <laughs> yeah man. or you try to be waterproof like i did and we ended up dying the heat halfway through the route because yeah. it was yeah 70 degrees i'm like what the hell is this so I don't know what it's going to be this year. Um, if it's cold, I'm going to be a jelly bean again because that was kind of fun and it was waterproof. Did you ever do, do they have like dress ups at your school? For um, the stuff? elementary school where my kids went had the parade and it was even people that didn't have everybody in town would come to see the parade from the elementary yeah, school. Wow, didn't do... They would all dress up and they would come out the like the east side of the school and they would come up Cobb Street and around and they'd pass the bank and then the lady at the bank would give them suckers and they'd pass the other store and somebody would hand out stuff and they'd come through the parking lot and around the block and back into the the west side of the school where they had a big party in the gym. I guess my town just sucked for community spirit or something that's pretty pretty cool. That was just the elementary school where my where we lived when my kids were little 
they had the parade every year and like I said, the parking lot would just fill up and it was parents and everybody from town would come to see the little ones. Nice. I think we had some like, they, they held some like community Halloween things at like the local fire halls and stuff, I remember, um, you know, and they'd have loads of candy there. But I mean, we didn't even, we didn't care about that because you, you scored more booty going house to house. Especially. Did you ever do the sympathy bag? <laughs> I don't know. I'm well, sure some of my, my costumes what, look pretty no, what, what, what worthy my, of with the, sympathy no, the candy and pity. But... You, you go out with your candy and you do half your route. And then you stop back at the car or you go to somebody's house where, you know, you go to a friend's house. Oh. And you dump out about oh, half always, of your candy. Oh, you always made drops. And, you, you, know, so you, you dump even out about your half your candy. You your mask a couple times and so, you get away with it. So when you go around again, you get the sympathy because... Of, Night's almost over, mm-hmm. but you've only got a half an inch at the bottom of your it's bag. It's like, hey, well, aren't you the Porky McGregor kid? Weren't you here a couple times already? No, that was that guy was wearing a Frankenstein mask. I'm I'm the Wolf Man. You are completely mistaken in that. And then we had the homemade ones because it was a really cold year that we knew it was going to be miserable. And my girlfriend and I, we got big cardboard boxes, which obviously went over our snowsuits, and we painted them, and we went out as a pair of dice. For the most part, I... I Which was fine, except for now we didn't fit the car. Yeah, yeah, you always have to kind of think that one through, too. It's like, oh, great costume. My dad actually did that to us once. He made, uh, you know, soon after Star Wars came out, my dad... For being, like, the son of art teachers, we didn't do a lot of, like, make-your-own-costumes for some reason. It was just easier to buy those shitty ones. Um, Well, we were poor. Well, yeah, and (laughs) us kids wanted, you know, my mom probably tried and was like, let's make your costume this year. And we're probably like, fuck that, I want Superman at the store. We're not politically correct anymore, but I used to send my boys out as hobos. Yeah, sure. You know, the the little kerchief on the stick, and I'd burn a cork and smudge their faces and give them five o'clock shadow. My dad dressed up as a woman one year, which is apparently some obligatory thing for guys on Halloween. I haven't done it yet, so... I guess God, I remember my, my friend Larry showed up in, in the naughty nurse costume from uh, <laughs> Fredericks of Hollywood, and oh my God, he looked good in it. My, my dad did too. <laughs> my dad did it to the nines for sure. He had balloon tits, and yeah, it was uh, my friend Larry Doug was there, and he's like, "Well, can I touch those?" And he squeezed my dad's balloon tits, and yeah, you know, Larry had grapefruits in his mother's bra. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was it was fun. <laughs> um, sorry, Larry. But uh, back to the car thing, kind of. Uh, my dad once, uh, he's an artist, and he's worked with plaster and everything and he's done every kind of sculpture and you know 3d kind of art you can even conceive of and he had a trip there for a while where he was doing paper not paper mache but the plaster that you make the plaster plaster out of. yeah mm-hmm. and you have to lay the strips over yep. and actually sit in the chair we made me a great great darth vader one awesome um and he actually made and i had to do the sit for that but he also made like this cardboard kind of I guess it wasn't plaster. It was like cardboard and paper, but R2-D2 for my sister. And this fucker was big. It was like four feet long, you know, and huge around. And so it was, she would fit over it and she would have her arms out and could walk. And she'd look, it was a great costume, but it was huge. And like, yeah. Had, and didn't fit in the car. Had problems. Yeah. You had to, <laughs> that went in the, the back of the station wagon, the family truckster and, and got deployed once we got to our stops. So, but I, I was able to kick it. At, well, you had to take that Darth Vader Vader mask off every now and then too, or you die of plaster of Paris fumes. <laughs> that's all. I was like, <sighs> yeah, you actually you got the breath like going Vader. there because yeah, you were dying of an asthma attack. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but uh, so you know, that was one of my more fun costumes. After up to the age of you know, probably got to about the age of eleven or twelve, and I kicked right into 
mischievous fucking young punk mode in our village, which was a very popular thing, and that's been actually well documented in the annals of uh, Two True Freaks. Chris and Scott did a little reminiscing show on Two True Freaks that talks about how we used to basically torture the the local sheriff that was in our little town of Black River, and because uh, there was like, and they had like one more deputy on for Halloween, but. There was always like 50 or 60 of us, kids from the neighborhood just going around terrorizing all the classics, you know, the, uh, the toilet paper and soap and egging things. And, I uh, actually got the flaming bag of dog shit on my yeah, front no, porch last year. Yeah, no, that's one we never really, never really went for. That that was across the line for me. Like, well, you know, I, I opened the door and I'll I looked. I egg the shit out of a person or their house, but stomping on dog poop is just No, I saw, I saw this burning on my front porch and thought, my porch is made out of wood, this is probably bad. What's this? What's this? There's color everywhere. What's this? There's white things in the air. What's this? I can't believe my eyes. I must be dreaming. Wake up, Jack. This isn't fair. What's this? And I did not satisfy this child's... No, you were, I didn't you were step savvy on it. enough. I and... walked out with a teapot and I poured it yeah, out. Yeah, there you go. I was like, ha ha. Uh-huh. But that, see, that's when my friends and me would have come out of the bushes and pegged you with eggs anyway. Well, yeah, but somebody... It's, it's the first time in it, <laughs> my, my small town now is... Uh, that's. But, I don't. Yeah. I'm. I'm. I'm glad I'm not there anymore. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna <laughs> now officially implicate my mother in, in my mischief though, because uh, Black River got wise after a while, and between you know October fifteenth and November first, no children no were allowed, children to, allowed to, buy to buy eggs, eggs or shaving cream or shaving cream or toilet paper even probably. So my mother, enabler that she is, stocked up on eggs for us. I have a big garbage <laughs> a bag of, of toilet paper. That I want to just put out and, and let the children take, but it know, might be interesting. I'm evil. It looked good off that big tree in the front yard. There's there's a town not too far from where I grew up where they actually they let the children egg and toilet paper and soap the school as long as they don't bust anything. Yeah, and then they and, and, and then on it. Monday morning yeah. or whatever it is, all the kids get together <laughs> and they and they clean it up. That's the cool. That's like the movie The Purge, man. You let everyone have free reign. For, yep, this, the know. the the school is it's free game. Go right ahead. All the toilet paper you want to put up in that big oak tree, go right ahead and do it. That's good. Yeah, and it's, uh, it's a pragmatic and realistic, you know, look at controlling our youth. Just yep. it's gonna happen anyway. So, so here we go, and now uh, and then. I guess every they they do like extra credit points or something if you show up on cleanup day. Mm-hmm. Um, toilet paper, soap, and shaving cream. No eggs because those could bust a window. Well we, well, we got to the point where it was just general war against each other, and it got fairly nasty. People got hurt actually. You know, it devolved into fights occasionally, and it was just. But I mean, we were all united again. You know, it was like the neighborhood bullies against us smaller folk that they used to bully and stuff. So, you know, we just got bullied with eggs and shaving cream. I remember one particularly bad one where, yeah, someone had like, well, I was just, I smashed my face with either an egg or shaving cream. And unfortunately I was standing like right in front of a telephone pole and he did it. So I got it in the face and I almost knocked myself out. So double whammy there. Nice. Yeah. Very nice. Um, but we, you know, eventually got them back. It was, they're always long battles and you always got your licks in one way or another. (laughs) And then some of the bullies would beat the shit out of you the next Monday for getting them, you know, for being, you know, insubordinate enough to actually (laughs) throw an egg at them while, you know, in the middle of a war, but you you took your licks. I have a, I have a girlfriend that has a Halloween party the Saturday before. Mm Mm-hmm. 
And this will be her 32nd Halloween party. Yeah. Um, the very first one that she and her husband threw, she was very, very pregnant. So the only choice she had was to be a pumpkin. <laughs> <laughs> and you now, gotta go like full new and body. And now wh- who was hiding <laughs> the, the 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 baby that was hiding <laughs> inside that pumpkin costume now has a little pumpkin of his own. Oh wow! So yeah, yeah. that's a, it's you know she's full, a veteran. They come and it, it's it's the Saturday before, and we classically make Jello shots because mm-hmm. you know we're all mischievous. And I made, I had that big Coleman camping cooler, filled that with jello shots. I had every color of the rainbow, any alcohol you could think of. We had 500 of the things. Be afraid. Be very afraid. They were gone. I can't remember most of the drinking Halloween parties I've been to, so they must have been pretty good ones. Well, see, after Um, all the jello shots were done, everybody thought it'd be a good idea to get the Roman candles. Oh, and we went up to the, up behind the house in the field, and you know Sorry, lined up and, alcohol are at each other. A good idea, kids. The guys on one side, the girls on the other, and we shot Roman candles at each yeah, other. Yeah, yeah. You know, it sounds good when you're drunk, but in the cold what light of day, you think, "What the hell was I thinking?" Most Darwin Awards are awarded by people who first say, "Hold my beer and watch this." Well, that happens all the time. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, hold my beer and watch this. Or I wonder what would happen if. Yeah. But uh, I said, yeah, we were all, you know, when we made mischief, though, we were united against the cops in our town. And and when they rolled around to, you know, try to break up our gatherings, we would just peg him with eggs. And then in Black River, there were so many ways to get into trails in the woods that we would just all scatter in 50 different (laughs) directions. And this poor fucking sheriff would just be like, like, who the fuck am I supposed to chase, you know? (laughs) And why would I for what I make? Why would you pick on Officer Friendly? He was there. It's like the mountain thing. You know, he was our nemesis because he was trying to stop our fun. So he had to die. (laughs) No, not cool. We'll tear your soul apart. It was funny. I had to re-encounter him as an adult later when I went to journalism school. I had to actually uh, cover a Black River Town meeting for my journalism class, which is really, really hard to make a decent paper out of, let me tell you, because I think the most impressive thing they accomplished that day was deciding, yes, we should again put up flags on the 4th of July. Woo! So, <laughs> High real, real heavy politics going on in my little town. Uh, but yeah, I got to see Officer Friendly there, and um, and he's like, "Oh, Mr. McGregor, good to see you're finally doing something with your life." And I'm like, yeah, whatever, Don. I'd give him a formal apology. How you doing? Yeah. I probably did. I, I actually did at one point. I think I actually. I was a rotten bad. I think I actually did because yeah, he didn't deserve what you know, and and then these are the days when a cop would, you know. Tell your mother and fucking send you home. Unless or your not, father beats your ass. Yeah, or, yeah, or whatever. But I mean, not just rush you off to jail or shoot you or you know something obscene like that. An officer friendly <laughs> would bring you home. You knew your old man was going to give you a whooping. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, and that was enough, and that kept me from the really bad crimes. So <laughs> take note, village cops. Uh, anyway, all right, back to Halloween. Knock on the door. Um, Does this belong to you? Dropping off a picking up. Dropping off. 
Just a moment. And I, I don't know. I mean, I, I can't say. I guess that's everyone's Halloween. I love traditions. Halloween, but I I can't stand scary movies. Yeah, which is I, I don't like them. Me, I should have vetted you on that before I asked you to be my girlfriend. I just I don't like them. <laughs> no. But you like some of the classics because we've talked, and not just horror, but like science fiction. I know you're into some of the classic science fictions, like yeah. uh, Day the Earth Stood Still. And I everything. love that. Good. Matu. Rada. Nikto. Latu. Barada. Nikto. I mean, I, I like those, but I... I've never been a huge horror film. I like I the never, old Universal. The hack and slash, they're just, they're gross. I, I had my day with them like in the like Halloween the 80s because that's the, what you were supposed Freddy to be and, watching. And cra- no, I don't like Well, those. they get older. I mean, the first, it's like the first one of every one of those is brilliant. And it's its own little... What have they worked up to like, now? Freddy versus Jason well, versus yeah. Alien on the Moon? Yeah, pretty you much. Know? And and that's, I didn't, I never watched all of the Friday the 13th or like all the Halloweens. Yeah. I love the first ones of each of those for the classics that they are. And I think I got up to Jason 3 because it was in 3D, and so we went to see Jason 3 in 3D in Watertown. Yeah, no. <laughs> and, and, yeah, no. And, uh, but, but I kind of coerced you into, into watching a, a movie that came out a couple of years ago called Cabin in the Woods. Because I know you're, you're a Joss Whedon fan, and that's written by him. And um, Yeah, no. <laughs> I think you enjoyed it, though. You, you were... You I had were, my eyes closed a lot of the yeah, time. Yeah, it, it was gory, but you were down for the ride, and that was cool, and that was was what I was hoping for. But you have to admit, it was an interesting twist on yes, on the horror movie genre. You mean the things of nightmares? No, this is where nightmares come from. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Control. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I have the harbinger in line two. Oh, Christ! Uh, can you take a message? Uh, I don't think so. He's really pushy. Um. To be honest, he's kind of freaking me out. Okay, put him on. Mordecai, baby, what's happening? How's the weather up top? The lambs have passed through the gate. They are come to the killing floor. Well, you're, you're doing a great job out there. By the numbers, man, you gotta start it off just right. So we'll talk to you later, okay? Their blind eyes see nothing of the horrors to come. Their ears are stopped. They are the gods' fools. Well, that's how it works. Cleanse them. Cleanse the world of their ignorance and sin. Bathe them in the crimson of... Am I on speakerphone? No, absolutely not. Speakerphone, no. No, I wouldn't do that. Yes, I am. I I can hear the echo. Oh, my God. uh, You're right. Hang on one second. I'll take you off. That's rude. I I don't know who's in the room. Fine. There. You're off. Thank you. Don't take this lightly, boy. Wasn't all by your numbers. The fool nearly derailed the invocation with his insolence. The ancient ones see everything, and they will not be. I'm still on speakerphone, aren't I? (laughs) Oh my god, Mordecai! I can't believe it, it did it again. And you gotta love Sigourney Weaver showing up at the end there. Alright, so So, yeah, but no. Um, But then. Conversely, I got to watch uh, what I what probably a lot of Whovians would consider the scariest Who episode or one of them, oh. which is Blink with the yes. Weeping Angels. I finally got to meet the Weeping Angels, and now he knows why I cringe every time we go past the cemetery. <laughs> and uh, now I will too because yeah, that's some good <laughs> good shit. I'm, I'm still not really convinced that they're they're supposed to be this big badass 
villain of the universe, but they seem to have a pretty... They kill you kindly. Yeah, they send you back in time. Okay, whatever. You can survive that. Um, but they are also very, very easy to beat, it seems. As long as you keep looking. Well, something's always got to be looking at them. That's why... No. I, I mean, animals, bugs. No. It's like any living being, apparently. Yeah. There's a hole in the who logic on this one, I think. Don't start that. You'll sleep <laughs> on the couch. I know. Well, so. <laughs> Don't blink. Don't even blink. Blink and you're dead. They are fast. Faster than you could believe. Don't turn your back. Don't look away. And don't blink. You you leave my who alone. Yeah. No, it was a great episode, though, man. And, and just the whole... Don't even blink. Don't it's blink. Just... They're fast. They're wicked. Well, and, and I mean, not even that. Just the whole episode as far as how it's crafted. and Sally Sparrow pulling yeah, off the wallpaper. Crazy duck. stuff. No, really, duck. Yeah, and then ta- yeah, and talking to David Tennant in the future. Uh, well, he was in the stuck in 1969 and talking to Sally in the present and wondering. And because time is wibbly wobbly and all that good stuff that you can do that and yeah i've really been impressed with the new doctor who so i'm glad you turned me on to that and there's a lot of scary shit in the doctor who there's a lot of episodes that i'm just like i want my mummy excuse me are you my mummy no are you my mummy are you my mommy are you my mommy fuck that episode up it's scary ass i'm sorry That was see, in the Cybermen and the, the Daleks. There's no way that you can is, get away from them. So. No, but those see those are almost so cliche. They're not even scary. Anymore. Well, the Daleks still sound really scary. I still don't like the Daleks exterminate. You know, well, it yeah. still just sends shivers. But it's they're almost to... like I like the new shit I'm seeing. Like, like the big bug ass bug monster and the fucking one soon earlier than before Blink. I don't know. It was like this huge mutated. Oh, it's Dr. Lazarus. It was Lazarus. Yeah. Okay, the Lazarus experiment. Fuck yes. that thing. <laughs> no. See, I watched Jason hack up a thousand people and not break a sweat, but you bring me a giant bug monster with a fucking scorpion tail? No way. No. <laughs> Thank you kindly, but I'll pass. No, 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 so much nope. Uh, <laughs> so, it's different things uh. scare different people, um, you know. Uh, I mean, Jaws was like one of my ultimate horror movies ever, and still is. A, it's one of those I can watch over and over because it's just the slow build to the scare, and I still jump every single time. Roy Scheider's chumming the water and slow ahead. I can go slow ahead. Come on down and chum some of this shit. Yeah, I'm okay. I'm a bigger boat. I'm like, goddamn right you are. <coughs> Farewell and adieu to your fair Spanish ladies. <laughs> They're coming for you, Barbara. <laughs> mm-hmm. I yeah. finally watched that. Yeah. I, mean, I, I, I I tried before. I, I tried. Um, I, I would sit and it would come on and I would watch it and I'd get just past, they're coming for you, Barbara. Mm-hmm. And I did, no, because see, I'd be home alone in the dark and mm-hmm. it's not the time to watch these things. So I made myself. I It came on the Moldy Movie Channel and I sat alone in the house in the dark and I watched it all the way to the end, and nice. I hate myself. Yeah, I mean, little the girl way, in the, yeah, the fucking cellar, and oh, the whole nine yeah, yards. Yeah, it's no, Harper, I don't you know, like those. That's movies. one of those great movies that if you can, yeah, if you can even get back past, you know, they're coming to get you, Barbara. You've got some balls, you know, or stones, or I didn't. ovaries. Um, <laughs> yeah, I chickened. I did because I that's like just one of the ultimate and, creepy lines in yeah. a movie. And it's like, no, I'm not going any further. Yeah, I don't want to watch this anymore. Uh, Thank you. You said you've read 
um, The Exorcist. I've you read saw The Exorcist, the movie Peter too, Blatty. Right? What I did in my head was worse than they did on the television. But what they, or in the movies. What they did in the movie was pretty freaking good, too, though. I, yeah. I, I've never read it, I'm ashamed to say. Oh, I've I, read I, I read it. I, yeah. I was young when I read it. I was probably like 15. And, uh, yeah, I was Stephen King when I was little. Yeah, and you can't really approach horror or, Steve, you know, uh, Halloween without Mr. King being mentioned. And I, we both read plenty of him. and uh, Everything he's ever put to paper. What's, what's your favorite, like, King... Scariest King. Scariest King? Because he had, you know... Cujo. The Cujo the book was much better than Cujo the movie. Because the book, you got the dog's point of view. Where he's wandering around wondering why his head is buzzing. Yeah. And, I mean, because you... You could get the point of view from the dog. Yeah, and you also got to know the characters like so much better. Yeah. That had some uneasy scenes in it. Pet too. Cemetery. Pet Cemetery is right that's up there. Still, for that's me. right up there um, on my Wiggins list. Yeah, even the movie. I, that's one of those King movies I can't even go back and watch too much because to see Gage wants to come and play but with you. To see Herman no. Munster, Munster murdered like that is just really traumatic for me too. <laughs> what did we do tonight, Judge? What we did, Lois, was a secret thing. Women are supposed to be the ones who are good at keeping secrets. But any woman who knows that dog will tell you she's never seen into a man's heart. The soil of a man's heart, Lewis, is stonier. Like the soil up there in the old McMack Barren Ground. The person you put up there ain't the person that comes back. It may look like that person, but it ain't that person. Because whatever lives in the ground beyond that cemetery ain't human at all. Sometimes that is better. And uh, yeah, uh, evil babies in general. I gotta say, anything with evil little kids really gets me. The Omen and the Shining twins, obviously, and. Um, you've probably seen The Shining, the Jack Nicholson. I work in the Overlook. Right, you know, so you've had it's a it's in their training manual. You have to watch this. Video. <laughs> I work at the Overlook, mm-hmm. and I will after I'm dead. It's in the contract. Yeah, so uh, she's good friends with Lloyd, the bartender. I'll work and no play. Make uh-huh. Sarah dull girl. <laughs> and uh, so that was great. Obviously, I didn't know when I was. I didn't read The Shining till after I read, till after I saw the movie. I did read. Pet Cemetery before I saw the movie. I read Christine before I saw the movie. I read Firestarter before I saw the movie. So that was kind of neat. I was like reading right along with King as they were making the older movies, and I got to read many of them before the films. Um, not so much now. Like I haven't seen, I haven't read Dreamcatcher or anything like that. I read Dreamcatcher. I own the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I liked it better in book. The movie didn't do too bad. I liked it. it had a great cast and, and you know the, the cast was great, but Jason like I said, the, the stuff that I do in my head is much worse than always, and that's what, what comes made, up on the screen. The, the stand was scarier because of that. It was, it was it. The TV miniseries was almost as scary because of Tim Curry, but the rest of the book was a lot scarier than the TV miniseries. Hi, Georgie. Aren't you going to say hello? Oh, come on, bucko. Don't you want a balloon? I'm not supposed to 
fixed us some strangers. My dad said so. Very wise of your dad, Georgie. Very wise indeed. I, Georgie, am Pennywise the Dancing Clown. You are Georgie. So now we know each other. T-Rex? I guess so. I gotta go. Go? Without this? My ghost! Exactly. Go on, kiddo. Take it. Oh, you want it, don't you, Georgie? Oh, of course you do. And there's cotton candy and rides and all sorts of surprises down here. And balloons, too. All colors. Do they float? Oh, yes. They float, Georgie. They float. And when you're down here with me, you Oh, I have, I have but a I could, story. I, I want to read it again with Tim Curry. I had <laughs> the big, I had the hardcover copy of it. And here's, here's the, the side thing. Um, where, where the kids are, they're getting together and they, it is coming at them as a giant spider. Yeah. Well, at some point, a spider must have dropped down from the ceiling oh, you told in me my that. living room. Yeah. And my husband... I think this was on one of our first podcasts. <laughs> my husband took the, the picked up my book because, you know, it was the closest thing. Because there's a spider dropping down from the ceiling in front of him. And he picked up my book and he slammed it shut on the spider. Yeah. I didn't know this. Yeah, that would have been the last page I read. Well, when I was reading it, they were <laughs> fighting the spider, and as I turned the page, there was the carcass of the dead bug. It was, I don't know, he just opened up, and that's where he slammed it shut, and it was, thats I was done now. I, I'm done. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I need to go home. Yeah, I, I didn't know anything about that book before I read it, too. I had to buy a whole new so book, because there's dead spiders in there. And the whole, yeah, and the, the cover on it, the original, it was just this, like, green claw coming out of the sewer and maybe a balloon i'm thinking there, no, was, there might the, not have georgie's been. newspaper boat okay yep we and so it told you here. nothing about you no. know what was going to go on inside and it just got bizarre all quick uh, including the interesting sex scene in you know the early story where the kids have to yeah have, i kind of glossed over that thank you that was just a little creepy mr king but he always had moments like that in his books um Back to, like, I mean, Halloween, you always think of, I mean, Halloween used to mean religious stuff to me when I was considering myself a pagan. It's a very big Samhain, or Samhain is a, pretty much the main pagan holiday of the cycle, um, which I'm really not going to go into why, and, you know, it's all harvest festival stuff, oldie, old-timey, limey stuff. Uh but um, everyone thinks of, you know, ghosts and goblins and the supernatural. And a lot of the, the legends surrounding Halloween is that the, the veil between the worlds is, is less. And, and um, you know, I, what, what are kind of your beliefs in, in the supernatural and ghosts and Oh, there, there's, there's ghosties. The there, yeah, you are. work at a haunted hotel, sort of. <laughs> the overlook, very haunted hotel. Um the actual hotel she works at that will not be named uh, is kind of considered to be haunted. I thought I saw something the one time I visited there 
to see you. <laughs> and it was kind of like this. It was like the classic somebody carrying a lantern out in the dark. And there's just no one out there in the fucking dark to be carrying a lantern uh, at that time. So I don't know what you were smoking. Well, but whatever. Yeah, but there's, there's <laughs> nothing yeah, at that particular moment. There's stuff that it's there that we can't see. And sometimes you can see it. It's, I don't know, yeah. the corner of your eye. Sometimes... Kids can see it better, I think. Because mm-hmm. they're and told that they they're not they don't know that they can't. So. Right, right. And I don't know if anyone ever told me I can't. You know, I think I remember this one time though. It was great. I mean, my me and my friends are always into this stuff and then doing little seances and putting each other in trances and trying the finger lifting thing, like oh, the, the feather stiff as a board. board and all those creepy <clears throat> things that kids try. And uh, one night... You were a teenage girl at a sleepover? Yeah, yeah well, pretty, pretty much. No, teenage <laughs> boys at a sleepover. We do the same shit. There's, there's no secrets here. It's, it's all, you know, just variations on the same riffs. Um, but I think mom was getting sick of our shit one night, and I had several of my friends over. And I, I think generally we were sneaking down to the kitchen to get snacks, which we probably often did. And, uh, you know, foolishly thought that my mother didn't know what was going on. So we, we send uh, one of my friends down on a run one time, and uh, he comes, you know, running back up in a disheveled state and white as a ghost because he thought he'd seen a ghost. And we're just like, ah, oh, whatever, fuck you. And uh, Next thing you know, we, we look at my doorway, and there is my mom, of course, in the classic sheet and just Ooh. makes us all piss our pants, probably. <laughs> and so... Yeah, mom was down with, with the Halloween. Well, this wasn't even Halloween, just the supernatural fun. But I, I've, I've definitely experienced some things that I can't explain in my time. Um, you know, I don't know. Most of them were actually experienced without the aid of other substances and things. So, I mean, I, I was definitely straight-headed when some of them happened. A couple with Mr. Ratnick, although he'll probably deny any... Supernatural. I mean, I it was either supernatural stuff or it was group, you know, hypnosis or just you know. I, I know enough psychology to know these things can happen in people's heads, but sometimes like furniture moves and cold breezes come through closed rooms, and you just don't know. You see something out of the corner of your eye. Yeah, shadow people. Um, never had anything. I mean, I think I've seen an orb or two in my time, and in, in the one house I lived in in. And uh, the first time I went to college, had some creepy stuff going on. Mr. Uh, Honeywell actually used to live in a very uh, house where he's from that was always reputed to be haunted. Like um, the people that lived there before him. And I mean, it's one of those old, old houses that's always been haunted. Everyone has said that. And Friends of mine bought a house and it's actually in the deed that the place is haunted. Yeah, it was, nice. it was on the thing. Nice, yeah. Um, there's rose bushes out in front <laughs> that nobody ever seemed to touch, but every year they were pruned. Mm-hmm. And um, she she tells the story that it was the middle of the night, um, whatever time, and she woke up to her husband talking. Mm-hmm. And kind of rolled over to look at him and tell him to shut the hell up. When she realized that there was somebody standing at the foot of the bed. Nice. That they could see through. And the the entity pointed out that this is my house and you can be here. Just don't move anything around. 
and um, said there's a said something about there was a desk in the basement, um, the pigeonhole the, the pigeonhole desk, and uh, she said my 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 son's pictures are in that she she was the the ghost was concerned with the fact that the photos were still in the pigeonhole in the roll top desk. That's you know. So up out of bed goes Eileen and down into the downstairs and she pops open the thing and wiggles around and she comes out with four tin type photos. The woman who was standing at the foot of her bed and pictures of her children. And after she had rescued those photos, they never saw that woman again. Oh, okay. So, so was, they didn't actually have to do the redecorating, too. No, they didn't have to do the redecorating. But, I mean, it was it was kind of funny. It woke up and saw the being and then found the photos right where the Cause being Because that would have been, I would have been like, draw me a map. How is this place supposed to look? You know, I'm not, <laughs> whatever you want. You're powerful enough to show me where those photographs are. But it was, it was really be, cool. I mean, whatever, you, you take I'm gonna it. I'm going to go out and buy new furniture. Would you tell me what? You give me a catalog. When they when they were selling the house, I remember <laughs> there was a, a, a fella, and it was, it was actually it was a woman and her son had come to look at the house, um, and they were absolute skeptics. And and Eileen and her husband had told the the people, you know, the house is haunted. We have to tell you this before you even go in. Mm-hmm. And the guy's like, No, I don't think so. There is no such thing. Well he goes up in the bathroom and the cupboard doors started to open and close. And the man come down the stairs Ghosts still hate to hear that. Still, That's still, the still one pulling thing his pants up, screaming down the stairs and out the door. <laughs> Obviously they didn't buy the house. Yeah, yeah. The place still stands and someday I'll take it. See that's what I would have been like. Well part of me would have been like, this is yeah, I'll sign right now. This is my house. And, you know, part of me is the total limp that's like, fuck, no. I'm going to live in a cave first. <laughs> no. I mean, you take that as much as you want. It's uh, it's it's hearsay. Well, the way I look at it, I mean, there's, in my opinion, there are certain kinds of, I, I think, things that humans do definitely can't create or destroy energy. It just gets changed. Energy just changes. It and if stop. we accept that, like, the consciousness is some kind of energy which we can't quantify yet, then... I think, you know, it has to stick around or go somewhere else or I don't know. So I think some ghosts are actually maybe not necessarily lost, but just disconnect spirits that have decided to stay on one plane for whatever reason, either they don't know they're dead or they haven't gone to whatever the fuck the light is, if there's a light. Uh, and I think there's some things like haunted battlefields, which is just kind of like Ever a, been to Gettysburg? A photograph. No, but I mean I You can feel it. Yeah, I mean, I've been on other battlefields and shit, too. We've got them up from where I am, you know, um, um, where I'm from. My, my daughter, we, we, did the, we did the trip to, to Gettysburg, mm-hmm. and we stepped out on the, on the battlefield, and my daughter looked at me, and she got pale. And she looked around, and she said, this place makes you want to breathe another breath. You know, the... Yeah. <gasps> yeah. And, and yeah, it's, it's palpable. You can feel it when you go to Gettysburg. Yeah, and I mean, that's the part I can't... You know, you can't explain, but it feels so real to you that it's like, this happened, you know, so... But science kind of tells me this can't happen, but it is, you know, so where the, the big line is that we'll never, probably never be able to... I mean, we've got millions of ghost hunters out there now that are tracking down EVPs and got their instruments, and they're probably along, you know, they're on the right track, think, looking for stuff like in the electromagnetic spectrum and stuff, I'm sure. <laughs> but I don't know if we're ever going to really create something that's going to prove it one way or another. It's just kind of almost a faith thing that you know what happens to you is real. And if you experience something like that, you believe in it. I mean, same with UFOs and, you know, 
Who knows? I'm a child of Art Bell. Yeah, I mean, we both are, and that'll be coming out on another podcast eventually, or, or talking about the, paranormal radio stuff. But The EVP program that they use, they, he's got people that come, the investigators, they do EVPs, and there's one that has stuck with me since the first time I heard the broadcast. I heard it a little while later on one of the pirate stations. Um, they were recording in a cemetery. Why you'd want to record in a cemetery? I don't know. There's more ghosts at the mall, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they, you know, they always say the things are written in stone means that they're permanent. Well, you ever look at an old gravestone? You can't read the names anymore. Right. And they they were recording, and the voice that they got from this particular headstone that was worn just about smooth was, "Can you see my name?" Oh no shit. And that EVP has stuck with me for. Ever. I just, I just can't, I guess I can't trust that these things aren't being taken back to an audio program and, and being fucked with. They're not. They're not. They're I, real. I'd like to believe you that You can do it with possible. your cell phone now. Yeah, but see, that's just, I don't know. That's just... Energy doesn't dissipate, it just changes. I know, I, I'd love to believe it. 100%, I just don't know. There's too much potential for human tampering and stuff like that. So. Well, then you'll do it yourself and you'll prove it to yourself. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. It's like one day... Like, I've seen some lights and shit in the sky that could be something weird. Um, but, I mean, I just don't... I don't know enough about... Well, my mother recently is related. She got chased by a UFO, or so she thought. <laughs> and then she tried chasing it back. Um, and then freaked out and thought she was going to be abducted by aliens because of me. She's like, oh, I thought of you when this was happening and your love of UFOs. Mrs. M chasing down a drone. Yeah, and it ended up pretty much probably being a military drone that a drone somebody, from Fort was, drone. somebody was training on and, and fucking with civilians with, which I'm not sure that's really Oh, good, good clean military fun. Good clean military fun. Um, yeah, my poor 76-year-old mother that thought she was about to be <laughs> anally probed by a fucking little gray guy. <laughs> well, I, I told you, I mean, God, thank God she's not like an Art Bell fan and stuff because an Art Bell fan in that situation would be losing their shit and, you know, being sure that they were going to lose their shit in other ways, too. Uh, but mom just, you know, mom's an adventurous spirit. She's like, light in the sky. It could be a UFO. I'm going to chase it. And then, like, I've made a horrible mistake. When, when we went to visit, <laughs> I immediately she regret this field. decision. Yes, when we went to visit, she stopped and she, she drove us to the field <laughs> yeah. where it was. Mm-hmm. And this is where I saw it. And this is where it followed me, too. And this, I'm like, This is the woman that took me to Close Encounters. So no, no big surprise <laughs> on my part. Um, but, yeah, man, I, I've... All my life, I've lived for the day that, you know, I, I will actually see a full-figure ghost and know it's real or see one. see that alien come down and, and I saw mine real. at the Overlook. Yeah, well. There he was. Stay away from, Hello. what is it, room 237 or something? <laughs> stay away from. <laughs> yep, I saw mine at the Overlook. Um, he was standing there. Yep. And, uh, yeah. Um, and other people that have worked there have heard other things. Like one of the ladies that was there doing the... Uh, our, our phone system works even when we're closed. Mm-hmm. And people call and make reservations. So somebody goes in in the off-season <clears throat> and goes and checks the phones. And she heard a baby crying. Nice. And she was the only one in the building. No. And Yeah. Give so, me a hundred adult ghosts to a baby ghost. That's why they can day. never get anybody to work my shift because of the <laughs> stuff that happens there. <laughs> yeah. So I've like I said, I've got my job forever. <laughs> yeah, you've always been the caretaker. Well, I, you know, I actually the uh, 
significant other I had just before you, somebody you might know, um, took me up to the Overlook's grounds, you know, to do a little ghost hunting trip when the first, soon after I met her, which we didn't really, well, one of the members had some kind of weird seizure possession thing. I'm pretty sure it was staged, um, but other than that, didn't really see anything. <laughs> Fun date, though, I guess. Take your date ghost hunting. Eh, it's a novel whatever. approach. Um, Better than sitting on the couch watching zombies. <laughs> I disagree completely. So but, do I. Um, <laughs> so do I. You, me, and the Ratnik on the couch. Yeah. Oh, my God, are they going to kill that guy? Yeah, yep. well, they're <clears> always going to kill somebody in that show. Yeah, I'm... I'm I did like Fear of the Walking Dead, but very much looking forward to, to seeing some real fucking Walker action. Um, you got Rick and company in Alexandria. Yep. Uh, That's going to be fun. I, I've read pretty much all the comics now, so I know what happens in that. And so I'm going to be one of those people that will be like, oh, are they going to... Because they're following the comics pretty closely right now. And if you spoil it for I me, spoil, I will knock nope, your block off. I will off. not spoil anything. And, and generally, they've gone a different way on, on the real big twists in the comics. They've done something else that's a really big twist to keep us guessing, too. So I imagine they'll keep with that. And I don't think they'll be knocking off any, like, Rick or, you know, Daryl or anybody anytime soon. Because fans would fucking revolt at this point. Even though... Don't mess with my Daryl. <laughs> yeah, but see, if you're if you're a true fan of The Walking Dead, you know that he's got to go. All, all the favorites got to go someday. Don't mess with my Daryl. No, that's the whole point of the universe is that nobody gets out. Nobody here gets out alive. <laughs> There's no happy endings in this show. As Ramsey Snow would say, if you think this has a happy ending, you haven't been paying attention. <laughs> so, so looking forward to that. Um, other Halloween stuff. I don't know. I've never done a lot of Halloween parties and stuff. I'm, you know, being the poor fat guy uh, tends to limit your, you know. I had toyed around with going as Hodor last year, uh, which I should have, but there were really no parties to go to, so or anyone to go to them with, so I, I declined. But uh, and I went as like a Gandalfy wizard one year. Um, I got the surprise Saturday night off on the night of my girlfriend's party. Mm -hmm. And I had planned on working, so I didn't have a costume. I had nothing. And uh, they called me and said, there's there's nobody, you know, we've got your shift covered. You can have the night off if you want. I'm like, yippee. And then I went, oh, sugar, I've got no costume. Yeah. So I took a butcher knife and a box of Cheerios and I shoved the knife into the Cheerios and I went as a serial killer. Yeah. Because, it's you know, a, I'm lame. That's classic. But you at know, least it was hey. something. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I like. I'm a homicidal maniac. They look like everybody else. A couple of years ago, uh, Mr. Ratnick and his band played um, at this place, and I had the hell did I? I think I had a, like an angry birds costume or something. He had loaned me. I was gonna wear as you know one of the green pigs or something. As seen on eBay. Yep, yeah, and um, uh, I ended up. Ended up stopping at a friend is one of his bandmates' house to get some equipment, and they were like going as zombies. So I'm like, "Can I use your zombie makeup?" And I made the absolute worst zombie makeup on myself that's ever been applied to anyone, and it was just embarrassing. And I will not be doing it again anytime soon. <laughs> it's not my own makeup. No, I've got my black dress and my pointy hat for. Just such an emergency. Yeah, that's good. See, I'm, I'm just intimidated. See, so many people go to you know so much trouble for their Halloween costumes, and I'm just I'd love to be able to money and time and 
crafting skill wise, but I don't have any of those things. So yeah. I'll look at pictures later. You know, I don't know. <laughs> Some of the punny costumes that are showing up on Facebook now. Yeah, those... all the girls wearing the McCormick, you know, the McCormick um, aprons. They went as the Spice Girls. You know, oh yeah. Yeah, and, and then the, the box like... of Morton and the and the Duracell assault and battery. And the guy with a, a bra on and a bunch of spices in his spice rack, of course. You know. Yeah, yep. chuckles. <laughs> yep, yep. There's always some good ones out there. Um, you know, I've been to parties where you you see the the man sized condom come in, and you know the the other sexually. I was in, I think it was my ones. junior year in high school, and a girl showed up as a tube of Preparation H, and it was the best costume <laughs> I'd ever seen. She was the entire tube, and she had the applicator tip on her hat. <laughs> Beauty. Yep. yep. I gotta say, I mean, me and Mr. Uh, Ratnick uh, do the garage sale gloat thing, and and um, he's very big on picking up the uh, the costumes, and he does very well with them. And I should start doing it myself. I've sold a few here and there, but um, I'm disturbed by. I mean, I never even think of buying like the kids' costumes because I'm just like I feel really weird. Some of them are just really bad and like designed. They're like adult costumes for eight-year-old kids, man. It's just like. You're... Kids' costumes are slutty now. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. It's just not to be that old fogey fucking guy like, oh, women should cover up or whatever. But I mean, little girls wearing like the sexy <laughs> maid outfit and shit just—it's wrong. Yeah, I mean, no, it's yeah. wrong. Yeah, I mean, my Wonder Woman costume was one thing when I was eight years old. Everything yeah. was covered. Yeah. But now you get the ten-year-old. It's, it's the toddler size French maid. Yeah. What? It's like, huh? Yeah. No, no, I don't think so. <laughs> Just doesn't seem, yeah, no, uh, and I think that's why I don't even bother with a trick-or-treating thing here. My oldest daughter and her husband wanted to go to a costume party a couple of years ago, and she had done, um, she was Willy Wonka, Johnny Depp's Willy Wonka, mm -hmm. and she was awesome at it. And last year, he was Mario, and she was Princess Peach. Nice. And it took her three, three weeks to find a costume for Princess Peach that wasn't slutty. Yeah. Princess fucking Peach, it, she's like a, she started as an 8-bit video game character. How do you make that slutty? They did. They made it slutty. <laughs> oh, God. Well, I uh, I just came back from a Comic-Con where I interviewed a slutty Pikachu, so I should be surprised. Right? <laughs> no, so, yeah, yeah, that's why, I don't know. One reason I'm glad I don't have kids, for one, is I would have to buy Halloween costumes for him like that, and I wouldn't feel right about it. But, um, So he must have seen some scary movies. I did the obligatory Friday the 13th. I watched yeah. it through through my fingers. I watched Jason. I watched Freddy. I watched Michael Myers. Don't the, like any of them. No, you did the Hellraiser ones, right? Yeah, I watched one of the. I watched a couple of those. Yeah. I have managed to avoid every every in, incarnation of Saw. Yeah, I, the only I, I walked through the room. My my boys were watching it, and somebody had just fallen into a vat of hypodermic needles, <laughs> yeah. and I thought, no, yeah. Um, and yeah, that's that's I'm done with that. And see, so I I have not a clue. I don't know anything about them, and I'm glad to not know. Those are kind of above my threshold too. I mean, I'm not I'm not. I guess I am squeamish. <laughs> I mean, I, I've watched very, very violent movies and, and still enjoy some. And 
I'm not sure really why I enjoy them, but I'm not into like the torture. I'm not into like if the plot of the movie calls for that kind of violence, fine. But I mean, I'm not stuff like Hostel and where it's just like torture porn. I guess they call it where you know you just not a clue. I've avoided it. Yeah, and, and Saw so was kind of the same way. It's just but I do I do so have that can... stupid trivia for the Pinhead. The <laughs> from the Hellraiser. Movie, Hellraiser, the the character of Pinhead. Mm-hmm. He was not supposed to originally have the grid work on right. his on his mask. Um, apparently, the actor was opposed to the costume designer nailing the nails into his actual head. Yeah. So they made a rubber mask, and in order to keep them all in line, she put the grid work on the latex. Okay. So she could keep all the nails in spots, and then whoever it was came through went, "Hey, we like that." So that's yeah. how the the grid work happened in the pinhead. And now it's iconic, so I mean, yeah, happy happy accident. But yep. good to know that you know the Screen Actors Guild will not allow directors to nail stuff directly. Into the their, actor was opposed to having faces. them put the nails yeah. into it's, his actual head. Hopefully, your union will back you up on that. Yeah, too. you can glue them onto the <laughs> onto the latex and stick it to me. I'm good with that. Just do yeah. not nail them into my skull. Although, man, I know enough about Halloween like horror makeup like that and stuff. I've always kind of been a disciple of it and uh, read Dick Smith and. Tom Savini books about doing the makeup and it's probably what I should have fucking gone into for a living since I love it so much. Um, <clears throat> to know that, I mean, even the actors got to go through some shit to, to be in movies like that. And more so back in the 80s, it was all latex and mm-hmm. blood packets and squibs and, and now you can do so much of that with, with CGI, even though you shouldn't, directors, because practical always looks better. I've got a, a friend of my oldest boy. Is she does the FX makeup? Um, she's done a couple of movies so far. There be movies that nobody's ever seen that have gone straight to video, but I've seen some of her work and it's amazing. We have such sights to show you. It's actually a blessing that I'm such a procrastinator that I am because I was convinced one year that I was going to attempt the slash your own throat or wrist or whatever in school with fake makeup and the fake blood tubes because I had a book that showed me exactly how to do it so I wanted to go into school and and do that but luckily my laziness took over and, and we didn't have to involve the police <laughs> in anything <laughs> yeah, my parents should be thankful too that I'm I put things off like that long enough that I don't do them anywho um other books, uh, I don't know. Um, said the King books were always scary. I, I read some Peter Straub. You ever read like the V.C. Andrews? There was another, John Saul was an author that used to do, have like a whole line of, you know, suffer the children. He always did bad things to kids in his books, basically. I read a bunch of those for some reason. Um, but, uh, you know, I've read the classics a long, long time ago. You know, the Frankenstein, Dracula, and which are hard reads. You know, they were written in language that we don't speak anymore, basically, even though it was English. But, um, I mean, I love the old sci-fi. I'm probably more of a sci-fi than a horror fan movie. Um, what is it? The Hammer films, right? The Hammer yeah. films were, yeah, the old Universal Hammer with uh, you know, the classic Korloff, or, yeah, Boris Korloff, uh, Frankenstein and Bella Lugosi and Lon Chaney for the Wolf. See, now I'll watch those all day long. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because those were, they scared you with the atmosphere. They scared you with, 
you know, people, kids nowadays would, kids nowadays would think nothing of these, you know. Well, I mean, they, they these movies were made long before we were even kids, but, you know, we they were the classics, so we got to see them, but I don't know if anyone really gets to see them as much anymore. Listen to them. Children of the night. What music they make. Well, the Moldy Movie Channel runs the hell out of them, and it's great. Yeah. But, yeah, it was all atmosphere. And there have been a few movies lately that, that have kind of gone back to that and not done so much the gory scares, but, you know, gone back for the atmosphere and the, like, stuff like Pan's Labyrinth and things that Guillermo de Toro do. He's got a new one coming out called Crimson Peak, which is supposed to be kind of a good gothic haunted castle type story. And, you know, those do you are... have to read it like you did the Labyrinth? Hmm? Do you have to read it like Pan's? I don't know. I don't no, know. no, no, this one's in English. Oh, okay, because yeah. Pan's Labyrinth, it was yeah. all subtitled. Yeah, I, I still loved it, though. It was... I, I, I liked it. Yeah. But, I, yeah. I, I always watch movies like that with the subtitles. <laughs> Fuck English dub overdubs. Um, but um, way off the rails here. Uh, I don't know what else to say, but boo! Happy Halloween, I guess. Actually, the... Uh... <laughs> As, as mentioned previously, the, the boy that decided he was going to resurrect the D&D game mm. showed up at my house last year in full Frankenfurter drag. Ah, uh, awesome. It was epic. And then he went home. He didn't even go to the costume the costume contest at the at the local pub. I almost friggin' tried it. He'd have won if he'd have gone. They did a production of it around here at the Jewish... Uh, there's a Jewish center around here that does a lot of theater. Um, name escapes me right now. Jefferson uh, Jewish Community Center, I think, it's JCC actually, um, and they did a production of Rocky Horror, which I didn't get to see. But I mean, that's always been kind of my dream play to be in, and I I don't really fit any of the parts anymore except maybe uh, Eddie. Yeah, Eddie, Eddie, I could do, which is kind of my least favorite, you know, member of the cast. But always been a, always wish I was riff raffy enough to do riff raff. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, and, you know, we we can still role play Riff Raff Magenta stuff if you want sometime. Damn it, Janet, uh, you're yeah, a slut. Finger sex, uh, yeah. elbow sex. I know all the uh, all the audience participation. Yeah, yeah. When to throw the toast? When to throw the toilet paper? Yeah, we found a good little documentary on it at a garage sale that you and I watched. Yep. Um, which is pretty neat. Just showed a bunch of different people. As that, heard on Garage Sale Gloat. Yeah, that do the uh, cosplay and uh, in the theater before the shows and everything. Um, so yeah, that was always fun. I mean, I've got one Rocky Horror story. I mean, I don't know if you actually have seen it in the theater or no. No, I'm still a virgin. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, I think I saw it first time in Syracuse, um, when I was going to Morrisville for school in like early 1990s. Um, and then eventually, uh, Mr. Honeywell was with me on this adventure too. Watertown, New York uh, had the brilliant idea to have you know, a viewing of Rocky Horror, you know, and let us bring in the props and everything. Well, Watertown, New York took that as an excuse to bring, just have a water, flower, toilet paper fight. You just woke up Cortana. What's up, Cortana? Huh? <laughs> Want to talk to you in a while? Cortana is my computerized personal assistant that... She's jealous of me. Apparently, because she always pops on. You're supposed to... The only way to 
engage her is to say, Hey, Cortana, sing me a song. Yeah, and so my insane little personal assistant. And But for some reason, every now and then, usually when I'm talking to Sarah here, she pops in and just goes, bleep. And it's like, you haven't called in a while. <laughs> and just so You're I don't talking know, to her again. Appropriately enough, on a Halloween show, we've just had some supernatural Cortana shit, and I just totally lost my train of thought. What was it? Watertown. Oh, uh, Watertown, Rocky, Rocky Horror. Horror. But yeah, I'm probably uh, sorry that I brought him back to that kid. Literally, I mean, we wrecked a theater, and they never again will have it in Watertown because um, it just devolved the, into one of the theaters in the Buffalo area. Yeah. had just changed hands. Um, and they were going to gut it and redecorate. That's the time to do so it. So on Halloween night, the last thing that they did, yeah. as the new owners, the last thing they did before they closed down for remodeling was to invite everybody into that, the Rocky That's Horror. when Watertown should have held and out for And the place it. got trashed. Yeah. Well, my little crew of friends, let, just to put this in perspective, we had gallon jugs of water that we Well, see, in. it's not bad to we throw the hot dog. Just don't flour. dip it in mustard first. We had bags of flour. Probably four or five rolls of toilet paper each. The toasts, squirt guns, you name it. And it eventually just devolved into gallon jugs of water being thrown across the theater. No, you're supposed to have your squirt gun. We know what we were supposed to do, but people just started a fight. (laughs) A water, flour, toast. Oh, great Scott. Great Scott, indeed. It was the place. We were all literally covered in flour and water and junk and gunk. We walked out like we had our own paper mache that we had made on our bodies from so much. Yeah, it's it's one thing to put the hot dog across the theater. Don't dip it in mustard first. (laughs) It was uh, Um, it was insanity. Yeah, Watertown will probably never again have the the Rocky Horror Picture Show, and I'm a part of that and proud. You've ruined it for the rest of us. You are the reason we can't have nice things. It's very true in this case. Yep, and. On that note, kids, I don't know. We're going to wrap this up and get ready to watch some Walking Dead and maybe go have a drink first. And, uh, yeah. So this is then the Mindless Drivel. And it was Mindless Drivel. With Scott and Sarah <laughs> Halloween show. And there will be, we'll have some sound effects from like the old Disney albums. I've got. Oh, like, you will not. Yeah, I've got like the whole collection of the old. Remember the screams on that shit? And some, that was yes. some creepy stuff, man. Yeah. <laughs> Shouldn't be fed to kids like that. That's... I had the the black light and right. the spiderweb ah! stuff and the toilet paper hanging down because it looked really cool under the black light. And my husband put on the, the chainsaw Disney. killer mask and sat yep. on the front porch in his red flannel and nice. no children would come up the steps. Yeah, that's an easy he way to save on candy costs. Right so there. yeah, um, it, it ended up being me in my pointy hat and my black dress in front of the cauldron every year is, is handing out the candy. I still think we so. should try that, you know, dress up and go around this neighborhood looking for wine or if we want to get yeah, really to, adventurous Halloween around the block <laughs> and we can get crack given to us. Actually, I did do... <laughs> I, I went to a house where... <laughs> The, you know, the, the the kids and the candy and the whatnot. And when you got up there, they were dressed as pirates and they had a treasure chest. And if you went up there as a grown-up, you could get a beer. Nice. You just there had you to go. say trick-or-treat. And they either gave you a little bottle of wine or a beer. And they became actually my best friends. Yeah. I used to have some friends uh, back home that if you showed up on Halloween, you'd get a little extra treat in yeah, your I think bag. We should knock, I think we should go knock on door-to-door and, and get wine at every house. And that okay. would make me very happy. Yeah. 
So, yeah. So, ended this three times, and this time we really mean it because he's going to push the button. Yeah, have a great uh, Halloween, Happy Halloween, folks, guys. Stay happy safe. Happy Halloween if you're a pagan or Wiccan or whatever. Thanks and, for listening, uh, and we'll catch you next time. Yeah, bye now. Brad, please, let's get out of here. For God's sake, keep a grip on yourself, Janet. You have been listening to Mindless Dribble with Scott and Sarah. Please return your brains to their original upright position and exit to the left of the podcast. But it seems unhealthy here. It's just a party, Janet. Well, I want to go. If you'd like to keep us talking, throw us a topic suggestion or just say hi at mindlessdribble at yahoo.com. Mindless Dribble with Scott and Sarah is produced by Scott McGregor and Sarah Tonin and is part of the Two True Freaks podcasting network. Well, we can't go anywhere till I get to a phone. Well, then ask the butler someone. Just a moment, Janet. We don't want to interfere with their celebrations. No animals, children, or little old ladies were harmed in the production of this podcast. However, male co-hosts are subject to mild violence and excessive snarky criticism. This isn't the Junior Chamber of Commerce, Brad. If you shop at Amazon.com, please consider using the link at twotruefreaks.com to shop there. They're probably foreigners with ways different than our own. If you use this link to go to Amazon and then you shop, Two True Freaks gets a little cut of what you buy and it doesn't cost you anything extra. They may do some more folk dancing. Look, I'm cold, I'm wet, and I'm just plain scared. I'm here with nothing to worry about. So you get to shop as usual and help out the Two True Freaks at the same time. Do I see you've met my faithful hand in hand? He's just a little broad dime because when you knocked, he thought you were the candy man. Don't get strung out by the way I look, don't judge a book by its cover. I'm not much of a man. By the light of day But by night I'm one hell of a lover I'm just a sweet transvestite From transsexual Transylvania <laughs> Let me show you a rhyme Maybe play you a sign You look like you're both pretty grooving Want something visual that's not too abysmal? We could take in an old Steve Reeves movie. I'm glad we caught you at home. Could we use your phone? We're both in a bit of a hurry. Right. We'll just say where we are, then go back to the car. We don't want to be any worried. Well, you got caught with a flat wheel. How about that? Well, babies, don't you panic. By the light of the night, it'll all seem all right. I'll get you a satanic mechanic. I'm just a sweet transvestite. From transsexual Transylvania. <laughs> Stay for the night Or maybe a bite I could show you my favorite obsession I've been making a man With blonde hair and a tan And he's good for relieving my tension I'm just a sweet transvestite
from transsexual Transylvania. So, come up to the lab and see what's on the slab. I see you shiver with anticipation. We were finally invited aboard one of these spacecraft, which landed near Ann Arbor, Michigan on October the 24th of 1954. This is a drawing of the craft. As I was leaving the craft, the commander, Soltek, said, soon others of your people will be able to have an experience similar to this. 